My name is Sarah Rosa Davies, and you're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. Hi, welcome to the podcast to be named later. Uh, we thought we were going to do Pine Tar Podcast. Might be taken by the Texas Rangers, so shout out to them. Uh, my name is Frankie Lewis. I'm an arts and culture writer with the Daily Emerald. Uh, my name's Cal Will, social media team with the Daily Emerald as well. We're going to be doing a real casual baseball podcast today. Uh, a lot of off-season news. Um, we may be doing this again if uh, Alec doesn't fire us by the time this podcast is over. But we're going to break down some off-season rumors. We're going to break down some off-season signings. A little Oregon baseball segment as well, and maybe some fun stuff at the end. Um, so, Cal, what do we got first for us today? Frankie, the stove's hot. We've got you, Darvish, to the Cubs. Six-year, $126 million deal. That's one of the biggest deals of the offseason. Everyone was talking about it. Um, what are your thoughts on that for the Cubs? I ultimately like it for the Cubs. Um, I mean, I was a big Arietta fan when he had him. I had him on a fantasy team. Um, just liked his mechanics in general, liked his attitude. Um, always loved his breaking ball. I was kind of high on him before he really broke out. Um, but obviously, you know, he was really asking for too much, I think. Uh, I mean, there's some rumors right now he's going to go to the Phillies. Um, they certainly would have the room to pay him. But I think you Darvish to the Cubs is a little more, uh, even though that $126 million is a lot of money, it's it might end up saving them a little money on Arietta, And they might be getting the better pitcher. Who knows? What about their roster chances going forward? What are their chances in the playoffs? I think they've got a really complete roster, um, a loaded pitching staff. I really like Darvish for them even though he did struggle a little bit in the World Series last year with the Astros. Do you think that NL, moving to the NL will help him a lot? Uh, I think it will, actually. Um, actually, I was just correct myself with the Dodgers last year. but So now he knows the NL a little bit, which I think will be big. Um, pitching in that ballpark, you know, it's hard to say whether that's a hitter's ballpark or a pitcher's ballpark, but I think going forward that really bolsters the Cubs' rotation and pushes them into a new level. And he's got that World Series experience under his belt, too. He's a little more comfortable in the playoffs now, maybe. Definitely. Um, what are the other suitors standing? We know the Twins are after him. The Rangers are after him. Um, I think the, t- the Twins have been rumored to be going after some uh, lower-name pitchers, maybe some Alex Cobb, um, perhaps some Lance Lind or um, some other pitchers as well. Where, where do those some of those contenders stand? Yeah, well, the Twins just got uh, Odorizzi yesterday, I believe, from mm-hmm. the Rays, which was a pretty big trade. Mm-hmm. So there are definitely some of those, you know, four or five or three or four starters available right now. It'll be interesting to see where those dominoes fall. Um, but it seems like some of the bigger names are starting to move off of the market, and some of those three, four, five starters are definitely starting to become more available. All right, well, over the weekend, we had some big news dropping. We had J.D. Martinez. Uh, signing with the Red Sox, five years, $110 million. Uh, and Eric Hosmer signed with the Padres for eight years. Mm. Eight years, Cal. We're only here in college for four years. That feels like long enough, right? <laughs> eight years, $144 million. Um, wh- which do you think is the better contract? The better contract, I would say, is J.D. Martinez for the Red Sox. Five years, you're obviously not linked in for too long there. Um, but $110 million at that price... You know, I don't think that's too bad for the Red Sox. They can definitely pay that. Him in that ballpark, I really think that'll work well for him. But Hosmer for the Padres, is it is a big bloated contract, which teams don't really um, want to go after these days. But I think that's kind of a move to show the Padres fan base that they are willing to compete. They're still a couple pieces away, but I really think that's a big move for their franchise in taking steps forward and possibly contending in the next few years. 
Okay, well, you're a lot more positive on that Hosmer deal than I am. I'm I'm going all negative on that. That's that's going to strap him out. I mean, that's you're taking up a position like first base where you can find some much better market deals for that. I don't think you need to pay a first baseman today $144 million, and especially for eight years. It's almost the, the, the money is not as much of an issue for me. It's just the years. You know, I'm a Giants fan. I remember the Barry Zito contract that – that handicapped us for so many years. He did. He did make up for it in the World Series. I will give him credit. But that contract was you know, top ten worst in the past decade, probably. And so I'm a little scarred from these long term deals. But I think both of these deals prove that um, at some point the teams will cave and they'll pay these guys. There's a lot of rumors in the off season that these guys are going to sit out all of spring training. They're going to wait into the season even until they got their money. Teams always say someone's going to have the money. Someone's going to pay these guys. I look at it this way. If you're the Padres, you've got to think, what's going to get butts in the seats here? And mm-hmm. they've been struggling the last couple of years. I do think that Eric Hosmer, though, it doesn't like push them into contention this year. It definitely gives them, you know, something, gives a fan something to look forward to there. Building block, exactly. Alec, Alec I know you're a, uh, not, not saying, Alex, Alex giving some hot takes before. He's a big uh, Diamondbacks fan, but. He's he's too distraught to to uh, make any comments right now on that signing, but um, I like JD Martinez on the Diamondbacks a lot. Actually, um, I like his opposite field power too. Um, so obviously the Red Sox stadium and the short left field will probably help him a little bit. But he actually hits a lot of his home runs to the opposite field, and they have a deep deep right field. So I'm not sure if the effect will be that great for him, but definitely helps the Red Sox a lot. Um, they were definitely looking for a power uh, power from the right side. And they had been linked to him pretty much all offseason. Mm-hmm. It was uh, good to see that deal finally go through. Definitely. All right, um, some quick hitters. We have uh, Mike Moustakis. Where do you think um, he's going to be landing? I think he's going to the Yankees. They're in need of a third baseman right now. Uh, they're eight and nine hitters. I saw a projected lineup yesterday, and that's where their lineup really falls. Granted, they've got just a stacked lineup. But I do think that Moustakis would be a good fit in New York in the Bronx. Um, what do you think about Greg Holland? Greg Holland, really solid reliever. I wish he would have stayed with the Rockies, to be honest, mm. but the Rockies signed uh, Wade Davis. Wade I Davis, believe. exactly, yeah, for, a, I think, the largest reliever contract, if I remember that correctly. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of guys looking, a lot of teams looking for a reliever. I think Holland's asking too much right now. Um, I would really like him on a team like the Twins, where he could have that closer role. He could be that ninth-inning guy. They're an up-and-coming team. He could help bolster that bullpen. I think it had to be an interesting signing for them. But he has to bring his number down a little bit for that to happen. Yeah, I definitely agree with these guys, Lynn and Cobb. Um, the second wild card really makes it so a lot of teams think they're closer to contention. Exactly. I think we'll see these guys go to teams like that that are looking yeah. to just make their rotation a little bit stronger, not necessarily getting an ace type guy, but definitely someone who can improve their rotation. The Brewers have been really active too. I've loved what the Brewers have done this offseason. They've kind of swooped in on these guys, Lorenzo Cain, uh, trade for Christian Yelich that are kind of, they're not the all-star, all-star level guys, but they are a tick below and they're still great. And you have enough of them, you can be a really good baseball team. It's not all about star power in baseball, obviously. Definitely. They've got a lot of good pieces on their team. Let's go into a couple of f- this, this free agent camp. Although now you know, some of the bigger names are gone. Um, but why, Cal, why are some of these second-tier free agents not signing these contracts earlier? It seems like a lot of guys are just willing to hold out for the money that they think they deserve. In the past years, um, kind of the market's been dictated by some of these bigger deals. Teams seem to be less willing to give out these big bloated contracts. 
So I think you're seeing a lot of guys want to hang on, see if they can maybe make more by waiting, waiting it out. But um, it doesn't seem to be going that way. It seems like deals are starting to come back down to earth a little bit for the guys that are resigning. But yeah, this free agent camp, never heard of anything like it, never seen anything like it. It's going to be at a high school too in, in for IMG Academy, right? Definitely. Yeah, it's going to be school. it's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. That's going to be that's going to be odd for sure. That's going to be an odd experience. I do they, are they going to play games? Do we know? I mean, you know, I'm not how's sure how's going to work. Yeah. yeah, they're definitely practicing, yeah. getting reps, but I'm very curious to see how it works in terms of games and yeah. how that goes for them. It's just where the uh, that high school team's uniforms when definitely. they play in the spring really training games. That'd be funny. Um, all right, jumping quickly, um, Angels, big signing this offseason, um, Otani from Japan. Uh, he's the next Babe Ruth. That's question, what we're hearing. Question mark, hot, what hearing. hot take. Um, what, Cal, what is his peak as a pitcher right now? Otani, I could talk about this all day. He's a Mariner oh. fan. I mm. thought we were going to get Otani, so I was heartbroken to see the news that he was going to the Angels, our bitter division rival, or rival um, Sean Meadow. I hope you're listening. Yeah. But to speak as a pitcher, I mean, the ceiling is the floor, so to speak, here. Um, mm. He has unlimited potential. Throws hard, throws triple digits, I believe. Great off-speed stuff. Um, mixes it up. I think he's going to be great as a pitcher, but I'm more curious to see how he does as a hitter as well because I know they do want to get him reps at the plate. Um, so what do you think about that? I think definitely his hitting is definitely the, the wild card, I think, uh, for most scouts seem to be consensus on that, is that his pitching is going to be generally solid, probably worst case he's a four or five starter, best case he's your ace franchise mm-hmm. pitcher. Hitting-wise, he'll get a lot more reps because he's on the American League uh, he's on an American League squad. He can play DH. He doesn't need to play in the outfield. Although, I mean, the Giants were after him too, and a lot of national teams were after him, and they think they could play the outfield. So um, certainly athletic enough. Um, I think the Angels, though, are still going to be looking in, looking out, outside looking in on the playoffs. I think a lot of other teams are a little better suited right now. Um, plus, it takes these guys sometimes a year or a year or two to adjust um, you know, he's the competition he was facing in Japan, while very solid, is just nowhere near the hitting level of the guys in the major leagues. Um, he did have better stats than than you Darvish coming out of Japan, which is very encouraging as a pitcher. Um, so I think that's what the Angels are going to be banking on. All right, moving in to some college baseball action. We've got Oregon baseball starting two and one in their Las Vegas tournament. Um, shout out to Zach Laster on coverage of that. He's been writing some great stories. Um, there's a, a star emerging, Cal, on the Oregon baseball team. Definitely seems to be the case. Jacob Goldfarb, three homers, seven RBIs through the first three games. For Oregon, the offense has been looking solid so far. Pitching, been a little shaky for, through the first three games. Hopefully they'll figure that out. What do we think about this team going forward? I mean, they've got a long non-conference schedule before they get into Pac-12 play. Um, what do you think? I mean, they haven't made it to Omaha. They haven't made it to the College World Series since that program has been resurrected. What do we think, Frankie? I mean, they've got a couple series, a nice series coming up against Loyola Marymount, who they actually played and beat 6-1 to one, uh, in their opening game in the Vegas tournament. Um, so that they could potentially pick up some wins there. Um, Florida Atlantic is a pretty good squad as well, though. Um, those games are in Eugene as well. Um, I think the problem with Oregon is that the, the Oregon State uh, cachet 
mm. is is too big right now. Um, and it's gonna take it's gonna take a lot of hard work on the recruiting side to get some of these guys to come to the Ducks. Um, Oregon State has you know two two World Series championships. They probably should have won one last year. They mm-hmm. might have been the best team in the country. Yeah. They might be the best team in the country again. Um, it's gonna take a lot to surpass them. It's really hard to build a program when you've got the arguably the best team in the country in your own state. Very true. And just miles up north. Um, but Oregon State, yeah, they get all the talent. It seems like they have a border around the West Coast, get all the good players. Oregon, you know, I hope they can pick up some wins here, or I think they might be able to pick up some wins in this non-conference slate heading into conference season. But it'll definitely be interesting to see how their season progresses as we get closer to the end of the season. Love their uniforms, though. Definitely, uniforms definitely, are nice. definitely great uniforms. That's a great start for any program. Um, all right, quick, quick fun stuff wrapping up here. Um, interesting story, Russell Wilson, not that, yes, that Russell Wilson. The Russell Wilson, the, yes, the Seahawks quarterback. Is on the Yankees. He's traded to the Yankees. Um, he's giving, he's giving up his football career. He's, he's going to wear the, no, just kidding. I sure hope not. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there any, do you think he will ever play in the major leagues? He will, I do not believe he will ever play in the major <laughs> leagues. I look forward to seeing the highlights of him at spring training, taking <laughs> grounders. It looks pretty nice. I got to admit, he looks like he's pretty solid. At he, baseball. Looks, he looks like a ball player out there. He, does he really not, does. Yeah. He does. I'll give him that credit. The, like Mike Jordan, he was not. He did not look like a baseball player. Or Tim Tebow. Guys. Tim Tebow. Tebow. I don't know what to think about Tim that. Tim Tebow. Oh my goodness. That's. But Russell that's, Wilson going to the Yankees, going to the Bronx, so to say. It looks like it'll be another spring training of us getting some Russell Wilson highlights. Yeah, I'm so ready. For that's that. what I'm looking forward yeah. to. Russell Wilson should do a, a fake Tim Tebow workout video and <laughs> wear the same shirt he did, and do his his little squatty run from the outfield. That was hilarious. Um, all right, we also have Bartolo Colon is back again. I think I could probably throw harder than him right now, but he's still in the major leagues. Uh, he is impeccable control. Uh, he's got a great changeup, and it's lasted him. I swear he's probably Decades, in the, it seems. I think he was in the major leagues before I was born. I, I think he was. I think he was, which is insane. Um, he's back with the Rangers on a uh, – he's on a minor league contract right now, mm-hmm. but – I. You know they won't keep him. They're gonna chest him out to see if he's got any juice left in the tank. Um, Cal, are you worried that Bartolo Colon will win the Cy Young and keep your Mariners out of the playoffs? You know the way things have gone for our franchise over the last handful of years, I can't say anything is dead. But um, Bartolo, <laughs> definitely an icon. Look yeah. forward to seeing him play. Um, bummed to see him on an American League team where he won't be getting any at bats, but definitely excited to see Bartolo on the mound. Yes, the Bartolo at bats. They should give him a pinch hit at some point. Got to. Um, uh, funny story came across. Uh, Yahoo Sports had a nice post about this um, New York Mets manager. Uh, he feels very strongly about dry humping in the bullpen. Cal, have you have you listened to the audio? Yeah, he says he won't dry hump his pitchers. Basically, what he means is he doesn't want to get his pitchers up in the bull and uh, up in the bullpen, get them warm, and then sit them back down without bringing them into the game. Also had another quote about uh, loving his players very hard as well. So he's uh, you know he's just an expressive guy, and he he ca- he clearly cares a lot about his team, and he's going to look out for them uh, by not dry humping them. All right, last last little tidbit here, Tim Lincecum. This is I threw this in. I'm going to be honest, the biased Giants fan. I threw this in. Tim Lincecum hits 93 mile per hour on the radar gun. He's he's back. Cal, how many Cy Youngs will Tim Lincecum win um, in the next five years? 
Let's see what team he <laughs> arrives on this year. Um, no, big time Timmy Jim. Excited to see him back working out. Um, the pictures. He looks like he's back in good pitching he, shape. In, I would he's say he's in shape. He's in shape. Yeah, definitely in shape. He's um, got. He's got to work on the control. That's his. That's his huge deal. Um, he never had excellent control, even at his peak. Um, he he had just had a great split finger. Um, he's got to find that. Find that again. He's a strikeout machine when he's on. But yeah, Tim Linscombe. It looked like about twenty teams were out at his workout, which was in Washington. Um, I got to be honest. I am hoping the Mariners pull off a move for him. Really? I think he would be a nice little five Ooh. piece. Okay. okay. But um, yeah, Tim Linscombe. Excited to see him back. Hopefully, he gets another shot in the big. He's leagues. also shown he can work out of the bullpen as well, yeah. which could be an asset for some teams as a long reliever. Yeah. Um, all right, I think that's gonna do it for us today. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, my name is Frankie Lewis. I'm Cal Will. And that was the podcast to be named later. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.